bunch of people coming. And I was sitting at lunch today. I had to wait about 35 minutes to get somewhere to eat at lunch today. And I looked over there and I saw Brother Lenny sitting at a table. And he was already eating. And I was the only person in the restaurant who had to wait on a seat. And uh, so he sent his son over with a pack of crackers for me to eat while I waited. And I, I sent him a text back. I said, it's a self-inflicted wound because I preached too long. I had to wait in line. And so I was getting my just desserts, I guess it was. But it's always good to be in God's house. It was a good day today. And I am thankful for our church and all that God's done. And uh, it is good to have a lot of our people back. I know we've had some folks under the weather. And some of you have uh, got back up to strength and are able to be here. Mom and Dad, good to see them here. And uh, other folks. And then we've got some more folks that are out now. So we kind of have shift work going again, folks that are out. So you pray for a lot of our people that are under the weather. We have a lot of folks that are out today. And then several of our preachers, our staff guys traveling and preaching today, pray for them uh, tonight as they're away. I did tell you, if the Lord would allow, I wanted to uh, give you some time back and uh, close things out today. A very simple thought uh, on the scripture that was on the photograph we gave you today, Psalms chapter 16. If you want to go ahead and turn there, Psalms chapter number 16. I do believe we have some leftover uh, 4x10s. Now the 8, uh, 4x6s, the 8x10s, uh, Leslie are going to take them out tomorrow and deliver them to some of our shut-in families that can't make it, can't be here. And so we're going to deliver some of those. But we do have some of the 4x6s left. Uh, and if all of our adults who've, got, who've wanted one have gotten one, uh, I want to open up to our kids. I'd like for our kids to have one if they would like one to stick in their Bible just as a reminder of the blessing of God on our church, and maybe that'll help them uh, become the Christian God would have them to be. So we'll have them back in the back if we do have some left, and I believe we do. Psalms chapter number 16, if you're there, let's stand together. And uh, as outlines go, very, very thin, small outline. I want to share with you something tonight, and uh, so uh, we'll see what the Lord does with that, okay? Psalms chapter 16, let's pick up with our verse that we shared this morning, verse 6. The Bible says, the lines are fallen unto me in pleasant places. Yea, I have a goodly heritage. I will bless the Lord who hath given me counsel. My reins also instruct me in the night seasons. I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I shall not be moved. Let's stop there and pray. Father, I do thank you again for a great day. Thank you for the great spirit from your people, their faithfulness. Thank you for their attentiveness, and I pray that you'd help us tonight to finish things out with a very simple thought. And I pray, Lord, your Holy Spirit would take it and plunge it deep within our hearts. Lord, bring conviction upon uh, this great responsibility we have because of the heritage that we have. Be with our people, Lord, who would love to be here but can't. Many are sick, some out of town. Lord, some are, are not at the place, Lord, where their bodies will allow them to come. Lord, I thank you for the ones that are able to tune in. I pray that you even bless them tonight as they watch and as they gather with us on the live stream. And pray that, Lord, you'd help us, Lord, finish out what you would have us to do in your will. For it's in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Today, we were uh, going down the road uh, after we did finally get out of lunch. And uh, Miley was in the back seat, and she says, Dad, she says, you know, I kind of think about it sometimes and think about what a blessing it is. She said, you know, for years when she was a little kid, we would come to Central Baptist Church uh, when you would have a missions conference and when you would have uh, uh, pastors' meetings and different things going on, maybe youth rallies. Uh, my family would always come for fellowship. 
A lot of times at smaller churches, pastors have to grow their fellowship, okay? You don't have built-in fellowship, and uh, sometimes you have to grow that, and it's nice to get to fellowship with other churches from time to time, and our, our family would come, and we have several pictures uh, through the years of Miley as a baby. She went to kindergarten here, and getting to know this church and get to know the people of our church. And Miley was in the back seat today, and she says, Dad, she says, you know, it's kind of neat. That's a phrase we use around our house a lot, kind of neat. Uh, when you look back on it, realizing how God has blessed that now not only uh, do we get to be a part of it, we get to be members at this church, and we get to be in fellowship with the great people of this church, and what a blessing it is uh, to be a part of that. And as we were talking going down the road, I, I thought to myself, I said, you know, it, it is a privilege. It is a blessing to be a part of a wonderful church that God's allowed us to be a part of and allowed you to be a part of as well. But along with that blessing comes a great responsibility. You know, the Bible tells us in Luke chapter 12, verse 48, for unto whomsoever much is given, of him shall much be required. And God has given us much, and God has blessed us with much. We talked about the faithfulness of so many of our members this morning, and I looked over my list. I, I had Miss Pam do the painstaking job of putting me together a list this week. I said, Miss Pam, I, I'd like to have a list, if possible, of members that have been here at least 25 years, and as best we could come up with, those that are still in our church, whether shut in or able to come, is 79 households. 79 households. I could have gone around the room this morning. I picked three or four families uh, that I've had pri pri previous conversations with. And I looked down the list today at all the other families, many of you that are in the room tonight, Miss Rushing and the Clintons, Miss Bobby Joe and Miss Gwen, and just looking down all the way down the line of the great heritage we have of so many that have served faithfully here for years. Many watching on our live stream tonight. I was able to, to message Miss uh, Betty Sue Brown uh, this afternoon. Afternoon, and Miss Myrtle Altman, Miss Jackie Gardner, uh, Miss Lillian Hodge, and on and on, uh, folks that have served faithfully here for years, and and that's something to be thankful for. It's something to be thankful for, but I want you to understand this great heritage that we have. As we talked about this morning, our Ebenezer, hitherto the Lord hath brought us, that we are thankful for. We understand that that comes with a great responsibility. Uh, this is not our toy, and this is not uh, just our fancy that we get to have and get to enjoy. It comes with a great responsibility, and we talked a little bit about that this morning. I'm thankful for what we have, but really the question is, what are we doing? You know, that's the burden of a pastor. This morning I gave you three things as a sub-sermon, if you will, out of 1 Corinthians chapter 1, that uh, we see that role in that growth process of Christians is to be saved, to be sanctified, and to be settled. I'm thankful that Central's a place you can come to be saved. Uh, I'm thankful you can learn how to be sanctified, uh, and hopefully it's a place that you could get settled. And I'm thankful for all those who have throughout the years, but our job is not over. As we celebrate what God has done and how far he has brought us, that job continues on to see people saved, to help people understand what it means to be sanctified, and to help people get settled in their faith. God still calls us to that. That's the burden of a pastor right there. Uh, I'm thankful for numbers, but really the question is not how many we have, it's what are we doing with what we have. You know, we can say we had this many on a big day and this many people on property, and I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for good crowds. I'm thankful for a good Sunday night crowd. What a blessing it is to see so many come back, especially after I kept you long this morning. But the question is, what are we doing with what we have? 
Uh, I'm not content that we just have a good number of people. If we're not seeing people saved, we're not seeing people learn how to be sanctified, and we're not seeing people become settled in their faith, we're not doing our job regardless of how many we have. This great heritage that we have, we have a responsibility to do something with that. It comes with a responsibility. And, and I hope my prayer, you heard a little bit of it this morning. My prayer is that we leave here on this Heritage Sunday thankful for what God's done, but really burdened by what God wants to do. Our heritage comes with a responsibility. And tonight, that's what we're going to preach on, we're going to teach on just for a few minutes. The responsibility of our heritage and we see David talking about that in uh, Psalm 16. He says, the lines are falling into me in pleasant places. Yea, I have a goodly heritage. I think we can say that here at Central Baptist Church. I've reached at a pastor's meeting in uh, Pensacola a few weeks ago, probably 20, 30 pastors there, and I got to preach to them for a few minutes, and uh, I didn't know that group of preachers from, uh, from Florida, and I got to know them, and they asked what church I was at, and began talking to them. I said, we're at Central Baptist Church in Hattiesburg. Immediately, several of them knew about our church, knew about the pastors who have served here for years. The heritage we have, it's a good one, but we have a responsibility that comes with that heritage. And I want to point out a few things tonight in Psalm 16. This is not just for Central. Look, if you have a godly heritage in your family, you have a responsibility to it. And by the way, if you didn't have a godly heritage in your family, then you have a responsibility to create one. To be that first-generation Christian, you say, I didn't have the kind of family you have. I can't look back and see a heritage of faithfulness. Why don't you start the heritage today and tonight? Say, you know what? I'm going to be that young person. I, listen, I'm not going to be the rule. I'm going to be the exception to the rule. I'm going to start a godly heritage today. And tonight, these principles will apply to you personally, to your family, most importantly, to our church tonight. So let's look at this responsibility. He says in verse 6, the lines are fallen to me in pleasant places, yea, I have a goodly heritage. Three very simple things tonight. They all start with R, okay? Number one, notice he recognized it. He recognized his heritage. If you're not careful, you'll be so busy consuming the goodness of what God has done you'll stop to reflect on the fact that God has been good to you. We get so used to the blessings of God. Now, notice what David says. Watch what he says. The lines are fallen to me in pleasant places, yea, I have a goodly heritage. Now, here's what's interesting. The wording, I believe every word belongs in there. God preserved every word in there. Then notice what he says. They have fallen unto me. They have fallen unto me. I love the tense of this word because here's what it's telling you. He's understanding the position that he enjoys is not of himself. It's fallen to me. It's fallen to me. Now, I don't know when the last time you went to a gumball machine, but uh, I try to hit them up every once in a while. They're in the mall. Uh, I have a jelly bean machine there in my office. The kids know it well. If my door is open, they can go in there and turn that knob, and a jelly bean comes down this and comes out the side. And oftentimes, if you're not paying attention, you just roll that thing, and the jelly bean falls down, and man, what a blessing it is when you get one that you want. Like the Very Cherry, one of my favorite jelly bellies, the name brand ones, Very Cherry, those are good, man. Uh, I think my wife likes the popcorn uh, jelly belly. Is it you? No, maybe it's mine. One of y'all like them. Somebody does. Okay, quit shaking your head at me. Somebody likes the popcorn ones. But man, it's rough when you roll that thing around and you look and you're like, surely not. Yep, it's the black one, the licorice. Now, you folks that like the black jelly beans, I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm not sure that you're saved. 
I just don't know about that. Good night. It's like super strong toothpaste is what it tastes like. I don't see how you enjoy those things. And man, I'll walk over there to that jelly bean and machine and I'll roll it. It kind of pinballs all the way down and man, it'll pop out very cherry. And I'm like, it's going to be a good day. It's going to be, look, that's all it takes for me. Doesn't take much. It's going to be a good day. Why? Man, a good one fell out. A good one fell out. Maybe you go to the gumball machine and you're hoping for one particular flavor and a good one falls out. Hey, isn't it a blessing when a good one falls out to you? That's what the Bible says our heritage is. It's fallen out to us. It's not because of us. All right? What we have is not because of us. It's because of the goodness of God. That's what David was recognizing. He says, I see the goodness of God in my life. James 1.17, every good and every perfect gift, where does it come from? From above. It's coming from our Father. It's a blessing from God. Now look to, listen to me tonight. If you want to, you can look around this room and find plenty of reasons to criticize. All right? You can look at the pulpit. You can look around. You can find somebody that makes you mad about something. All right, it's easy. We're all very good at picking out fault other than our own, aren't we? But boy, if you'll look around tonight, drive around our property, look at the people in this room, you'll realize God's been good to us. God's been good to us. I preach in, uh, in a few churches here or there around the country, and I tell Leslie all the time, I said, I look forward to getting back to Central. Nothing wrong with the other churches. There's a good spirit here good people here. God's blessed us. Can I encourage you to do something here on our Heritage Sunday tonight? Recognize the goodness of God. Recognize the goodness of God. Don't look around and try to pick out all of our faults. We have them, I assure you. That's one of the scariest things, Brother John, about preaching on live stream. Man, people can go back and pick your sermons apart. Hey, why don't we take today and look around, number one, and recognize the goodness of God. But then notice what he says. The lines are falling to me in pleasant places. Yea, I have a goodly heritage. So notice he's speaking of heritage. He's looking back. So he recognizes the goodness of God. And the second thing he's recognizing is the investment of others. He's recognizing the investment of others. He, he realizes that what he has is because of God. And then he realizes that what he has and what he is enjoying has a lot to do with those who came before him. Tonight on our closing out our Heritage Sunday, let's recognize the goodness of God, but let's also recognize the investment of others. None of us are self-made Christians. Someone brought you the Word of God. Someone showed you a godly example. Someone reminded you of the Word of God. There's people that God has sent into our life to help us get where we are. And thank God for the influence and the investment of others in our life that we can look back. Look, maybe you didn't have a godly mom or dad, but I'll guarantee you there was somebody in your life who pointed you to Christ. It's amazing how often I hear people talking about Sunday school teachers. Oh, Sunday school teacher, listen to me tonight. I don't think you realize the power of influence that God has blessed you to have. You say, well, I'm not the pastor or the youth pastor. I'm not all this. Oh, my soul. So many people that I talk to are where they're at today because there was a godly Sunday school teacher that invested their time and effort into their life. Thank God for that. Recognize the godly heritage you have in the investment of other people in your life. I've, talk, I've talked to several of you. I, I'll not call names. I, I can't call everybody's name, but uh, I've talked to several of you. And when I find Christians who've stuck with this stuff for 50 years, I always like to ask them, how did you become you? 
How did you become you? I'd love the antidote or the prescription for how you produced faithful Christians for 50 years. I walk out of the pulpit. It's not 30 minutes after preaching a message, and I'm already thinking. The devil's already whispering in my ear. Yeah, you made them mad. They're not coming back. Yeah, they're not going to like that. They're not coming back. And I'm thinking, how do you get these people with stickum? How do you get these people who've been here 40, 50, 60 years? Where do you get those from? And I've talked to several of you, and it's amazing what you've told me. You came here 40, 50, 60 years ago. Someone took you under their wing and discipled you. That influence of others. Thank God for the people that God has sent to be a part of our heritage, that investment of others. I think about what Paul, I didn't, I didn't read this one this morning, but boy, what a, a great scripture this is. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 16, Paul says this to Timothy. Take heed unto thyself and unto thy doctrine. Listen, continue in them. Remember point one this morning is about continuing. Can I tell you why it's important? When you read the rest of that verse, it says, For in doing this, thou shalt both save thyself and them that hear thee. You know what he was talking about? He was talking about influence. He says, listen, you've got to continue. Why? Not just to save yourself, but there's people who've come behind you. And for those of you who have continued at Central Baptist Church, faithful to the will and word of God, thank God for you. Because in your continuing, you not only saved yourself, but them that hear thee. Thank God for our heritage. Recognize that tonight. You ought to go up to some of these folks who have hair a little bit grayer than yours. I just want to thank you. You may not even know them. I just want to thank you. Why? Because God used you to help keep Central Baptist Church where it's at today. I look at that early church in the book of Acts, chapter 2. I'm not going to go too far down this verse because we're going to preach on it here in a few weeks. The Bible says, and all that believe were together and had all things common, and sold their possessions and goods, and parted them to all men as every man had need. You see a group of Christians who are all just contributing for something greater than themselves. What did it say? They were together, had all things common, they sold their possessions and goods, and parted them to all men as every man had need. You know what they were doing? They were sacrificing for the greater good. I'm so thankful for people that God has used to sacrifice through the years to make sure Central Baptist Church always do had its doors open. I was over visiting this week with Miss Jereen Wilson, and the Lord's blessed her. Well, I'm not going to tell you how old she is. I'd get in trouble if I told you how old she was on the live stream. But the Lord's blessed her to have a great long life. And we talked about the early days of Central and when this building was built and the providence of God that put this place here. I encourage you sometime, go visit with some of these people. Listen how God worked through them to provide the very ground that we're standing on here today. Before we leave here tonight, could we just recognize the goodness of God, the influence of others, and then watch what David says. Look on down to verse 7. I will bless the Lord who hath given me counsel. My reins also instruct me in the night seasons. Now, here's what's interesting when you look at this passage of Scripture. He's recognizing the goodness of God, the investment of others. And then he says, I'll bless the Lord who hath given me counsel. The Bible says my reins will what? Instruct me in the night seasons. He's also recognizing the importance of God's word. He says, you've given me counsel. 
I look back in the heritage of our church, there's no doubt God's word is what kept this place here. The preaching and adhering to the word of God is what kept this place here. Thank God for people who stayed within the guardrails of God's word at Central Baptist Church. Why? Because the Bible says, notice what it says in verse 7. It says, who hath given me counsel? Do you know oftentimes we quote Psalms 109, 105? Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light in my path. But sometimes we miss 104. Don't skip over 104. Do you know what 104 says? Through thy precepts I get understanding. Therefore I hate every false way. Through thy precepts I get understanding. Aren't you thankful? Listen, for 73 years, the Word of God has been preached and taught at Central Baptist Church so that people could get understanding and learn what they should love and learn what they should hate. It's given us guidance. Look, this church is not here in its form today. Stood in the foyer just the other day with Brother Ab Thomas. He was getting ready to go. He's kind of a quiet man. He leaned over to me and he says, you don't see these often. I said, what is that? He said, a church like this. I think over 7,000 churches he's been in. He says, you don't see them much like this anymore. The good spirit and good singing, good people. He says, hang on to it. Hang on. Can I tell you, look, the reason we are what we are, it's because of this. We get away from this, we're in trouble. We get off of that. Look, we get off of that, we're in trouble. I know how tempting it is. That, look, you know, we see everybody else going that way and all these other churches going, and we want to dip our toe in it. It's suicidal. You get out there in that current, it's going to carry you away. Listen to me tonight, folks. we got to stick with this. He looks back at his heritage. He says, I see the goodness of God, the influence of others, and I see the importance of God's word. I love the song, All the Way My Savior Leads Me. I love that song. The last part of it says, This my song through endless ages. Jesus led me all the way. Jesus led me all the way. I pray that as we look back on this Heritage Sunday, we'll acknowledge the importance of God's word here in our church. He says, he's given me counsel. And then notice what he says. What did that counsel do? My reins also instruct me in the night seasons. I mentioned this morning that, uh, you know, in all of our past, all of our homes, There are night seasons, aren't there? You'll have a night season in your marriage from time to time, a tough time. Night season means when you walk through an area of shadows. I've talked with enough of you to know that somewhere along the line in the 75 years of this church, we've gone through a few shadows, made it through some tough times. How did we do that? Well, it was the importance of the Word. It was the Word that guided us through those night seasons. Thank God for that. Number one tonight, let's recognize our heritage. The second two are really fast. Stick with me. Here we go. Look at verse number seven. What did he say here? Because of verse number six, what does he say in verse seven? I will bless the Lord. So not only did he respond, not only did he recognize it, he responded to it. He responded to it. Do you know what you ought to do? You ought to spend some time looking back at our heritage here at Central Maybe the heritage of your home or your family. Look back at your heritage and study the goodness of God so long that all of a sudden the reflex is for you to respond to it. How did he do it? Well, the Bible says, I will bless the Lord. 
He spends verse 6 talking about the heritage that he has. And then he says, I will bless the Lord. He was looking at the goodness of God, the influence of others, and the importance of the word in his life. And he says, I will bless the Lord. He said, God's been good to me. I mean, you can't look around and see the goodness of God at Central Baptist Church without something welling up inside and say, thank God for what he did here. And look, if you're not happy about it, I promise you, you can go try some other places and you'll find there's just nowhere like central. All right? I know I'm partial. I think I ought to be. Amen? I love this place. Have you ever thought about how you should respond because of the goodness of God? You ever thought about it? Matter of fact, have you ever thought about responding to the goodness of God? Notice what he says. I will bless the Lord. What is he doing? It's thanksgiving. You don't have to wait until November. Amen? I'm looking forward to November because I like turkey. But you don't have to wait until November to be thankful for what God's done. Look around and say, I just want to bless the Lord for you, church member. You ought to find somebody on the way out the door tonight. says, I'm thankful for you. You ought to do that. Look, freak them out. They really will. I mean, you ought to find somebody. Hey, I want you to know I don't know your name But I've seen you across the room every Sunday morning, every Sunday night, every Wednesday night. You're in your place. I thank the Lord for you. I want to be like you one day. Why? Because you're faithful. You ought to thank the Lord for the people that God has sent. You ought to thank the Lord for the goodness of God on this place. Respond to our heritage. I think about those lepers. But where are the nine? But where are the nine? Do you know what the nine were doing? They were enjoying the benefits of God's blessings. And there's nothing wrong with enjoying that. But sometimes we get so busy enjoying the benefits of them, we don't pause to respond to them and say, God, I want to thank you for that. I just want to thank you for that. Thankful for this church and thank you for what you've done through this church. You look at that demoniac. Man, that boy had a tough time, didn't he? Had all those demons inside of him. I mean, look, I know how bad it is to have heartburn. Can you imagine having a demons all up inside of you? All of a sudden, Jesus comes and saves his soul, changes his life. And he says, hey, appreciate that, heading back to the tombs. No. He's, he's halfway in the boat. I want to go with you. Oh, my goodness. I mean, because what you did to me, hey, I want to go and share that with other people. I honestly think some of us tonight have forgotten what it was like to be lost. Doesn't Peter speak about that? That you've forgotten that you were purged from your sins. You forgot what Jesus did for you. You ought to just go home tonight and remember how low down and rotten we were. We were dead in our trespasses and sins. Our righteousness was as filthy rags. We had none. And now we preached about this morning, we can be saved, sanctified, and settled in our faith all because of what he did on the cross. Oh, my goodness. After a while, you might crack a smile. You might want to say, hey, can I just tell you what Jesus did for me? Can I tell you what Jesus did for me? I had somebody the other day. I think it was a telemarketer. I can't remember who it was. And... Um, they, uh, they got my order wrong on something. I forget what it was. And so and it was a telemarketer. It was one of those uh, help desk people. We were on a chat together on the phone. And I said, hey, that's all right. No big deal. And uh, we talked for a while. And the person says, I just wanted to thank you for your kindness in this matter. I said, can I tell you something? I'm telling them on text, okay? I said, could I tell you the reason that 
that I enjoy being kind is because the greatest kindness was shown to me in a man named Jesus. We sat there and we talked for a while and they text me back. It was, was it Apple? Was it Apple? I think it was Apple. Yeah, it was in California. And they text me back and says, it's so wonderful to meet a fellow believer. We texted back for a little while. Here we are supposed to be working on my wife's computer. That's what it was. Hey, man, we're just having a good old time praising the Lord in text. I mean, look, we gossip in it. Hey, why don't we do something good with it? Let's respond to the goodness of God. You smile because you're guilty. Ooh, I didn't realize so many of you were gossips. But hey, hear me out. Why don't you thank God for how good he is? Why don't you look back at the heritage of our church and the heritage of the blessings of God, the goodness of God, the influence of others, and the importance of his word, and then respond to it. Say, God, I just want to praise you for what you've done. Why don't you tell somebody else, hey, could I just tell you what Jesus did for me? They're going to think you're weird. They probably do already anyway. Why don't you make it count? Some of, your, some of you don't use your weirdness to God's glory, okay? They're going to think you're weird. We're a peculiar people. It's scriptural. Why don't you use it for the glory of God? Look at your heritage and realize God's been good to us. That woman at the well, what did she do? She had to go tell somebody. She left her water pot. Number one, recognize our heritage. Number two, let's respond to our heritage. Psalms 116, boy, you read it. David says, what shall I render to the Lord for all of his benefits? Go read Psalms 116 when you get home tonight. Matter of fact, we're going to do that for our family devotion tonight. We're going to do that. And we're going to read through Psalms 116. David says, what shall I render? What is he doing? He's responding to the goodness of God. And he goes down the line of all that he wants to do for God. Why? Because he recognizes the goodness of God in his life. So let's respond to our heritage. And then finally, here we are. He says in verse number 8, I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I shall not be moved. I have set the Lord always before me, for the Bible says, because he is at my right hand, and I shall not be moved. What he's doing now here is we see him being resolved. Recognize, respond, and be resolved. When we look back at our heritage, what it ought to do is have some resolve welling up inside of us. For 73 years, God's blessed us to have this wonderful church. The word of God is preached where we learn those precepts that guide us through the night seasons, that give us understanding. You know what? I'm going to resolve to make sure that this place is here for future generations to find that understanding they're going to need. Do you think tonight that the future generations are going to need understanding? They are. Do you think tonight that the future generations might encounter just a few of the night seasons? I don't think we've ever seen a night season like these little ones are going to experience. I don't think we've ever experienced anything like that. I know some of you went through the Depression era and you experienced, but I don't think we've ever seen this type of a spiritual darkness that's falling upon our world right now that our children are going to go through. Tonight, we ought to be resolved. What does he say? I shall not be moved. He is at my right hand. I shall not be moved. Folks, tonight, I'm I'm thankful for what God has done here. I'm thankful for our Ebenezer we talked about this morning. But we serve Jehovah Jireh, who still wants to provide. But tonight, maybe the motivation that we need 
to look forward to what God will provide is looking back to what he's already done. We have a goodly heritage. Let's recognize it tonight. Let's respond to it. I don't know how God may burden your heart to respond to it. It may be like the woman at the well. Hey, why don't you go tell somebody about the goodness of God? Why don't you get on board like that demoniac says, okay, I'm on board. I just want to serve. Why? Because of what God has done for me. Maybe like David, you says, I just want to bless the Lord. I want to tell you about how. Hey, why don't you get on Facebook and put something on there to the glory of God? You know, instead of complaining about something, hey, why don't we tell people how good God, God's just been good in my life. Because God's been good to us and given us a goodly heritage. Now we can look forward to make sure we preserve that for our future. Amen. Let's stand together. Heads are bowed. Our eyes are closed. Our heads are bowed. Our eyes are closed. Our pianist is coming tonight.